we're going to learn today about the last days. Uh, the last days. And, and I believe we're truly in the last days. Amen? Uh, we are in the last days. We are in the time that God is wrapping things up. And, uh, and, and so we're going we're gonna to hear about that. Paul is teaching Timothy about that in this chapter. So if you have found 2 Timothy chapter number 3, uh, verse number 1, say amen. amen. The Bible says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Boy, that's where we're at today. It's not enough just to disagree with somebody. If you, if you stand for any kind of morals whatsoever, they literally hate you. Man, this is the truth. Despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. What did he tell him? From such, turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with divers' lusts, ever learning, and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. In other words, they go from one seminar to the next, one conference to the next, one book to the next, one, one, one lesson to the next, but never come to what real truth is. Now, as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which come unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. But out of them all the Lord delivered me. Say amen. amen. How many of them? All. all of them. Amen. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue, say that with me, but, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture, how much of it? All, all scripture. All scripture, every bit of it is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Let's, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I'm so grateful and thankful for your love and your mercy. And I'm grateful for your word. I'm so glad that your word can comfort us when we're sorrowful. Your word can convict us when we're sinful. Your word can help us when we're down, when we're struggling. Your word is an encouragement, Lord. And Lord, I pray right now for everybody that's here. Lord, there's, there's some folks here that's, that's tired. There's some folks here that's weary. Lord, there's some folks here that's, that's needing to hear from you. 
And Lord, I pray that they will not leave disappointed. I pray that you'll move into this building right now. Lord, I pray that you'll use your word to edify your children. I pray your perfect will be done. I ask you to touch me. I pray that you'll touch my mind and touch my my thoughts. Don't let me say anything I shouldn't. And Lord, don't let me forget anything I should. I, I, I need you here tonight. I need you in a desperate way. I pray that your perfect will be done. And God will thank you for it and praise you for it and give you the glory and the honor for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. In the last days, perilous times shall come. This chapter, you could, we could, uh, for study purposes, we could kind of break this up into three different parts. Verses 1 through 9, verses 10 through 13, and verses 14 through 17. In verses 1 through 9, he's going he's gonna to give you the negative. He's going to tell you about the, 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 the bad things and the bad people and the false teachers and the, and the, and the people to really avoid. And then he's going to tell you about who to look for. What kind of teacher do you need to look for? What kind of preacher do you need to seek out and, and, and look for uh, to, to, to stay under and to follow and to listen to? We're going to explain that. Paul describes that. And then we're going to talk about the scriptures and how important the scriptures are. Uh, they are the truth. Say that with me. They are the They're the truth. If there's ever been a time and if there's ever been a place where we really need to know the truth is right now. In a time where you can't turn on the TV and believe anything, you can't turn on the radio and believe anything, you sure can't believe anything on social media, we need to know what the truth is. Not what somebody's opinion about the truth is, not what somebody thinks the truth is, but what the truth truly is. Thy word is truth. We are the pillar and ground of what? Truth. The church is to hold forth the truth. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm glad we got the truth. I'm glad we have a Bible that we can have confidence in and that we can believe in and we can, we can put all of our eggs in this one basket right here. Say amen. Now, let's look at this. Verses 1 through 9. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. First of all, I want you to write this down. Uh, he is telling Timothy first to remember... And avoid. Remember and avoid. And he says, from such turn away. And we're going to look at some of those conditions. Two things, really. Two things I want you to see first. Uh, A, I want you to see the pattern of conditions. The pattern of conditions. Write that down and we'll come back and talk about it. The pattern of conditions. And then B, I want you to look at the practice of deceivers. Now that's who we're going to avoid. That's who we're going to kind of dissect and talk about a little bit, and and we're going to avoid those folks. I'm going to give you the others in between, but that's what I want you to write down. Now, what is going to happen in the last days? What's the last days going to be like? Jesus spoke about it, you remember? He said, as in the days of what? Noah. In the days of Noah, it's going to be just like when when he comes back again. So, three things I want you to write down. I don't know, did I give you blanks for them, or did I just give you the words? Blanks, all right, good. Give you something to do. Say amen. Here's the patterns of conditions. Here's what we need to look for and what we're going to notice. We see a pattern in humanity. Write that word down. We're going to see a pattern in humanity. Preacher, what do you mean? Well, the Bible says, 2 Timothy 3, 1, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Perilous, dangerous, dangerous, difficult. 
uh, this same word was used in the Gospels when it was describing the two demoniacs that Jesus cast the demons out of. Now, if y'all remember, they were fierce. Say that word with me. Fierce, dangerous, difficult, violent. Uh, Could we say that that kind of describes what you're seeing on TV almost every day? Murders, killings, uh, all all of this violence that we're seeing. And let me tell you, let me tell you, y'all think that's over with with this with this this election is not over with, and what we've seen in the riots and the violence is not over with yet. We are living in perilous times, and I believe it's going to get worse. I truly do. Look what it says. What kind of people are we going to deal with? Men shall be lovers of their own selves. Lovers of their own selves. Now, I want, to, I want to read something real quick. I want to read something real quick. This is from Warren Wiersbe. Warren Wiersbe wrote this. In this universe, in this universe, there is God, and then there are people, and then there are things. All right, say that with me. First we have God and people and, now let's try it again. We got, now watch, we should worship, we should love and use, you see how that works? We should worship, we should love, and use, but if we start worshiping ourselves, men, men shall be lovers of themselves. What are they doing? They put themselves on the throne. They worship themselves, them, themselves. They are the priority. That's what, when we put God first and we worship God, we make him a priority, right? But when we love ourselves, we're the priority. We are first. Seek first my kingdom. Are y'all with me? Now watch, this is how this is going to work. In reality, we should worship God, love people, and use things. But when we put ourselves first, we will ignore God. We will start loving things and using people. How many of y'all can see that? How many of y'all believe we're living in a society right now that ignores God? Ignores the word of God, ignores the ways of God. Uh, they're trying to say that there is no God. And, and by the way, by the way, the only reason an atheist will try to say they're an atheist is because they don't want to be held accountable for what they know. Because if there's a God, then they're wrong. If there's a God, then that means what he says in his word is true. And then that means there's a hell. Are y'all with me? But if we can ignore God, that will give us an ability to worship ourselves and use people because we love things. Now tell me that ain't the world we're living in today. That's the, that's the, that's the society in a nutshell. Do whatever you got to do. Do whatever you got to do. Dog eat dog. Kill or be killed. Say amen. We'll ignore God. We'll love things and use people. But guess what? This is a formula for a miserable life. But that's what characterizes people today. There's a worldwide craving for things. Things. We want stuff. We want more stuff. We want more material possessions. But this is just an evidence of people's hearts having turned away from God. In the last days, men should be lovers of their own selves. Covetous. That means they love money. They love stuff. They love material things. Boasters. Proud. Blasphemers. Disobedient. 
Listen, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Now some of these are some of these are are are, you know, self-explanatory. You don't have to have a dictionary to understand what some of these are, but let me let me kind of read you some definitions of some of these. Truce breakers. Truce breakers. Now watch watch the definition of this. It describes people who will not try to agree. Did you hear that? Are y'all awake tonight? Now look, if anybody deserves to be tired is me. Y'all better spruce up. <clears throat> they will not try to agree. In other words, we're, we're, not, we're not even going to come to the table. It's my way or the highway. It, anyway, they are unyielding and irreconcilable and must have their own way. Now watch this. Now watch this. And because of that, in order to defend their position, they become slanderers. What is that? False accusers. In other words, if you're not going to come to my way, we're just going to accuse you falsely. You know what? All we have to do is open the Bible and you see the world coming to. Now, I'm I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we're not going to agree. We're not even going to try to agree. And if you don't agree with me, I'm going to lie about you. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 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 Incontinent means without self-control. My soul. Have we not seen that? Without self-control. Fears. Despisers of those that are good. Man, at what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing today in our world. This lack of self-control reveals itself in a number of ways. Fears means untamed, brutal. When these people cannot have their way, they become like savage beasts. Instead of honoring what is good, they despise what is good and honor what is evil. In society today, the standards of right and wrong have been twisted, if not destroyed. Ladies and gentlemen, preach what are you trying to get at? What I'm trying to tell you is you better start looking up. Because we're in the last days. Having a form of godliness. Form means a shell with no substance. How many of y'all have ever seen somebody form up a sidewalk? Or form up a patio. What they do, they put the, the batter boards up. And you can see what it will look like, but there's no substance. And see, a lot of people today, a lot of people today have a religious form, but no substance. And without the substance, there's no power. Are y'all with me? Say amen. So humanity. Humanity is going to fall in love with itself. Put God by the wayside. Love self. Use people to get things. He said, for of this sort, turn away. Verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. He begins to describe how they are ever trying to learn or, or coming to knowledge, thinking themselves of higher education, but never truly understanding what the truth is. Said, that's okay, move right along, he says. 
The pattern of conditions, we see the pattern in humanity, number one. Number two, we see a pattern in nature. Write that word down. Nature. The Bible says that there will be earthquakes, natural disasters, volcanoes, weather patterns, hurricanes that just won't go away. Tornadoes, wildfires. Y'all with me? Say, where's that coming from? Romans 8.22. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. See, what a lot of people don't understand, what a lot of people don't understand in the garden, in the garden, when man sinned. How many of y'all remember that way back in Genesis? Man was cursed. Y'all remember? Man was cursed. But guess what else was cursed? The ground. The ground. And Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? In other words, Paul is, is, is really saying, I can't wait to get out of this cursed body. I can't wait to have my glorified body. I can't wait to get out of the presence of sin. He said, I hate, I hate this, this body that I'm in, that which I want to do, I don't do, and that which I don't want to do, I end up doing. Oh, wretched man that I am, one day we'll step out of this cursed body into a glorified body and we won't be tempted by sin or anything else. Say amen. amen. But just like that, this earth is doing the same thing. All these natural disasters. You can, it's, oh, it's global warming. It's going to get a lot warmer. Because the Bible says the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Do you realize that God is going to destroy this planet? He's going to destroy it. He's going to melt this planet and build a brand new one. Say amen. So anyway, and it won't be because of hairspray. <laughs> Humanity. Nature. There's going to be a pattern of conditions in humanity. There's going to be a pattern of conditions in nature. How many of y'all are seeing that every day? Every day. All right. What about this? A pattern of conditions in Christianity. A pattern of conditions in Christianity. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians 2, 3, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a what? Come on, everybody. A. A falling away. Do you realize there, there are Christians today who are living an ungodly lifestyle and have no problem with it? And when I say Christians, I mean they call themselves Christians. Go to church every week. Go to church every week. And doing things that they know the scripture is against, knowing that God's against it. And, and listen, the only attitude they'll get is if you disagree with them. They not, they, not, they not only want you to overlook their foolishness, they want you to agree with it. I'm telling you, the church is in trouble. We've allowed the world to creep in. We've allowed the world to creep in. We've got, the, uh, listen, the old time preacher said the world has gotten churchy and the church has gotten worldly. And that's the truth. But you know what? It's the last days. This is, I can get frustrated to the point of anger. I can. I mean, it just, it frustrates me to no end sometimes with what some people will justify in their life and still try to claim to follow Jesus. But here's the deal. It's the last days. We're living in the Laodicean age. 
the last letter of the seven letters to the churches in Revelation. In the last days, it says perilous, or excuse me, uh, they will be uh, of lukewarm condition. Not hot, not cold. What does that do to God? He said, I'll spew thee out of my mouth. The last day's church makes God sick. And all God's people say it. Now, let me say this before we go on. This is, this is really not in the notes. This is just commercial, all right? At the end of that letter, he says, I stand at the door and I, I stand at the door and knock. If any man, that's singular, which means this is what I read into that. That even though the church as a whole, even though the church as a whole in the last days is going to be putrefied, it's going to be lukewarm. It's going to be weak and anemic, having a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. There can be individual churches who can decide not to be Laodicea, and they can decide to be a Philadelphia church with an open door on fire for God and open that door and let Christ come in and sup with us and us with him and abide in Christ and have his power. And somebody say amen. We can have that. We don't have to be a Laodicean church. So, oh, it's just the last days. We just got to accept it. No, we don't. No, we don't. We can be different. We can stand out and we can follow Jesus all the way to the end. Say amen. 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 So we need to remember. We need to remember the pattern of conditions. But then the practice of deceivers. The practice of deceivers. What did he say? 2 Timothy 3.13. But evil men and seducers, seducers, if you seduce somebody, you trick them, you trick them, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. What are they doing? Deceiving and being, being deceived. We got to be careful. This is, this is why it's so important. Too many people know just enough of the Bible to be dangerous. But not enough to be effective. And what happens is, is when you get a false prophet, you get a a false teacher that, that will share just a little bit of the Bible, it makes it sound good. And it makes it sound right. And, and we'll be, according to Ephesians chapter number four, we'll be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. One teacher will come in here and say, this is the way it's supposed to be. Another teacher will come in and say, this is the way it's supposed to be. And if we're not grounded in the word, if we're not spending time in the word. Now, now let me say this. Let me say this. I believe this. You say, well, I don't know it all. I don't know it all. And I'm I'm way behind schedule. I need to know more. I I agree. But I do believe this, that if you're truly trying and you're working and you're spending time with God, you might not know it all. But as soon as that false teacher comes, you're going to have the Holy Spirit saying, hold up. He's going to help you. If you're trying, he's going to help you. If you're making an effort to abide in him, he is the shepherd and he will protect his sheep. But you got to make an effort. You got to make an effort. Amen. Amen. Now, look, there's going to be deceiving people. They're going to look good. They're going to sound good. They're going to look right. We got to know the truth. How many of y'all remember Satan mixed in? He mixed in a little word every time he tried to deceive. In the garden, 
in the wilderness with Jesus? Right? Isn't it amazing that he tried to use the word against the word? But then the word responded with some more word. Right? He's speaking to Jesus the word and he says, doesn't it say that the angels, he will not let you dash your foot against a stone? And it does say that, but he didn't quote the whole thing. He said, yeah, but it also says, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Somebody say amen. amen. You need to be able to quote the word and then just a little more. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now watch this. Watch this. He shifts gears a little bit. He go, now, now, can we, just, can we just take a minute? Can we just take a minute? Yes, we can. <clears throat> can we take a minute and, 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 and all come into agreement for a second from verses 1 through 9? How many of y'all would agree that everything we just read, we can see and live in color every day? How many of y'all have seen some fierce people? How many of y'all have seen some unthankful people? How many of y'all have seen some unholy people? How many of y'all have seen people that you just can't get along with? Won't even try to get along with you. How many of you have seen people that will slander other people? How many of y'all have seen people that despise those that are good? So, so we could say we're in the last days. Would y'all agree? So what do we do? What do we do? If there's that many false teachers out there, if there's that many uh, 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 people who are deceiving and waxing worse and worse, that means there's going to be more and more, and they're going to be good at what they do. So what do we do? Well, Paul, he begins to tell Timothy. He said, now let me give you some characteristics of what to look for. I told you what to avoid, right? He said, from such, what did he say? From such, turn away. So avoid them. Remember the characteristics of those and avoid them. But now, number two, write this down. We need to recognize and affirm. Write that down. We need to recognize and affirm. What are we recognizing? What's right? A good teacher. How do we recognize a a, a good teacher, a good preacher? How do we recognize the good place to be? A good church to attend. You shouldn't determine the church that you attend by how good the children's program is. I hear that all the time. I hear that all the time. And I'm glad we got a good one. And I think you need a good one. I'm not saying that. But I don't care if they got a a, a super slide that's as tall as this building. If the man ain't preaching the truth... I don't care if they have a clown in a circus every Sunday and give away free popcorn and cotton candy. If he's not preaching the truth, you need to go somewhere else. Too many people are looking for the wrong thing when it comes to where we go to church. Amen? Amen. Amen, preacher. I'll say amen for you. You just preach right on, affirm, recognize. Verse 10, after he says everything about the false teachers and the false deceivers, he says, but, verse 10, verse 10, but, now we switch gears to the positive. 
But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch and Iconium and Lystra. What persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Church, say amen. amen. Now, how are we going to know the right one? First, look at A. How are we going to know the right one? Well, they teach the truth. He says, you know my doctrine. And the word doctrine just means teaching. In other words, the doctrine of Christ means the teaching of Christ. You take out of the Bible what the Bible says about Christ. The doctrine of the Holy Spirit. What the teaching of the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? When you see the word doctrine, it just means teaching. This is what I'm teaching you about the Spirit. This is what I'm teaching you about the rapture. This is what I'm teaching you about the second coming, whatever that might be. Does that make sense? He says, you know my doctrine. How do you know the right one? They're, they're, they're speaking the truth. Well, how do I know they're speaking the truth? Easy. Search the scriptures daily to see if these things be so. That's why you need to have a Bible, folks. That's why, and, and, and I'm, I'm kind of old school. You know, every, people and staff, they come in with their phones and their, and their, and their iPad and all that. What are you going to do if that battery goes dead? I'm sorry, I'm bitten just a little bit. <clears throat> got some of my staff in here, I'm wanting them to hear. Amen. <laughs> no, for real. You got to have your Bible. You should never go, you should never go to Bible study without a Bible. Because you need to understand, I got to see if that's true. When they present it, the Bible says that they search the scriptures daily to see if these things be so. What things? What Paul was teaching. Right? Paul came in, Paul came in, and, and he would teach something, and they would go to the scriptures to see if that was true. And all God's people say it. So we know by their doctrine, are they teaching the truth? Are they teaching the truth? B, B, this is good. He said, you've not only known my doctrine, but you've known my manner of life. You've known my manner of life. All right, what is that? The right one, they teach the truth. The right one, they have nothing to hide. They have nothing to hide. What does that mean? It means you'll recognize them in Walmart like they're on the platform. And, and if I need to help you understand what that means... If you've got somebody that acts different outside this building than they act inside this building, you need, you need to hit the road, Jack. And they do. They do. There are people that, that, that it's almost like a chameleon. When they walk through the door, they're a totally different person. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. You shouldn't have your Sunday self and your Monday self. Y'all with me? It should be the same no matter where you are. I'm not saying he's got to wear a suit everywhere he goes, but if he's got his Carhartt on, he, he acts the same in Carhartt as he does in an Armani suit. Say amen. Not that I have an Armani suit. I don't even know what one looks like. Amen? Amen. All right, now, 
What was A? They. Come on, everybody. You got to go fast. A. B. He said, you know my manner of life. I've been the same around you all the time. C. This kind of goes with B. They practice what they preach. What did he say? He said, my faith. My faith. My long-suffering. My charity. My patience. He said, I'm not just telling you something that I'm not doing. That's huge. That's huge. If we're going to talk to talk, we better what? Amen? Amen. And see, this is not just in, in, the, in the speaker you want to listen to. It's in the church you want to go to. You know what will change? You know what will change our community? When they see people that, that, that go to temple... That they, they, they act the way they're supposed to act while they're out there. Amen? Amen. D, they are not afraid of persecution. They're not afraid of persecution. He said, I endured all these things. Now let me, let me say this. I want everybody to understand this. I'm not one, I'm not one that goes looking for some persecution. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I, 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 I don't like persecution. And I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want persecution. I want everybody to love me. Y'all with me? But I'm not afraid of it. We, we, we can't, we can't say we're not going to do this because we're afraid that such and such is going to happen we got to stand and we got to be willing to be what we're supposed to be are y'all with me and and trust me i'm telling you i'm telling you when it comes to that kind of thing i like smooth sailing and i like when everything's going good and i like when bills are paid and, and 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 i like all that but that's just not reality all the time Sooner or later, stuff's going to happen. Sooner or later, we're going to face difficulty. Sooner or later, we're going we're to face hard times. And we can't be cowards. We've got to be able to stand and face it and deal with it and go forward. And Paul says, I endured it. I didn't enjoy it, but I endured it. Amen? Amen. So, what was number one? What was number one all the way to the top? Number one, verses one through nine, we... Say it again, we... Remember and avoid. Number two, we. When we recognize these type teachers in this type church, you need to affirm them. You need to affirm them. You need to say, we're with you. We're behind you. We got your backs. Amen. Listen, number three. Then we receive and apply. We receive and apply. And if we really, watch this guys, if we really focus on number three, number one and number two will be a whole lot easier to accomplish. A whole lot easier to accomplish. Somebody say amen. Watch what he says in verse 14. But, what's that word? Everybody say it. All at one time. But continue. Now, Now let's read. Let's read the definition in your notes. You got the notes in front of you? What does the word continue mean? Say it again. 
Okay, what are we going to maintain? What are we going to continue in? We're going to continue in the scriptures. Watch what it says. But continue thou in the things which thou hast what? Learned. All right, and we're going to find out in just a second what he learned. Continue in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the... So what did he learn? Say it again. The Holy Scriptures. He said, continue in them. Continue in what you've learned. All right? Which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect. That means complete. That doesn't mean without issue, without without error or, or, or problem. Y'all, y'all with me. Y'all understand what I'm saying. It means mature. It means complete. You got everything you need, right? Perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now, here's what I want you to write down. Under receive and apply. It, it's, it's, all of these verses are referencing the Holy Scriptures, okay? So we're going to take out of these verses, what is it saying about the Holy Scriptures and how important is the Holy Scriptures to us now, now remember, remember, what is the theme? What is the theme? What was the very first verse? This know also that in the... Okay, now we're going to see how important the Holy Scriptures are to us in the... Are y'all with me? Okay, now watch this. First we see the provision. The provision of the Scriptures. The provision of the scriptures. That from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto what? Salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Man, this whole book is a book of salvation. This book teaches us why we need to be saved. This book teaches us how to be saved. This book teaches what will happen if you don't get saved. Amen. If we didn't have this book, we wouldn't know we needed to be saved. If we didn't have this book, we didn't know we wouldn't know what saved was. Are y'all with me? So it provides the information. It provides. Watch this. It provides the truth. Say it with me. It provides the truth. Uh, if you read this book, you'll learn that Oprah don't know what she's talking about. Because Oprah said there's many roads to heaven. Well, according to the truth, Jesus said, I am the way. That means the only way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Peter said this, there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. But by who? The Lord Jesus. So the next time Oprah comes on, say fake news, fake news. You know why? We have the truth. We have the Holy Scriptures that is able to make us wise unto. Does that make sense? So we have the provision of Scriptures. Man, thank God for the Bible. Thank God for the Bible. We see the provision of Scriptures. Then B, I like this one. The prophet. The prophet of scriptures. He said, (laughs) 
All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Profitable. If you're a businessman, you'd like that word. If you're a poor man, you like that word. You just don't see it much. Somebody give me, give me your definition. Just an just a easy, in your own words, what does it mean, profitable? What's profitable mean? Increase? Great. That's a good word. Gain? How about benefit? Is that a good? Say it again. Successful? All right. All those are good. All those are good. Now, how is it profitable? How is it going to profit us? Okay. How are the Holy Scriptures going to profit us? Well, he gives us four things. He gives us four things in these verses. First, what is it profitable for? What will we benefit? What will we gain? What does it say? It says all, uh, 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 let me back up. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Now write this down. Number one, what does the scriptures give us? What is right? What is right? That's doctrine. What is right? You got to know what's right. What's right about Jesus? What's right about the Holy Spirit? What's right about God? What's right about creation? What's right about how we got here? Now, why do we need to know that? Because there's liberal morons in colleges telling you you came from a monkey. There are people that's actually teaching evolution. And by the way, they won't admit it, but it's a theory. But they won't tell you that. They'll tell you it's a fact, but it's a theory. And it's more than a theory. It's truly a religion. Do you know it takes more faith to believe that nonsense than it does to believe that there is a God in heaven who spoke this world into existence? But you got to know what's right. You know what gives us that? Which is the Holy Scriptures. How do I know how I got here? The Holy Scriptures. Does this make sense? How do I know who Jesus is? How, how do I know what happened to him? How do I know what's going to happen to us? How do I know what's going to happen in the end times? Because the Holy Scriptures tells us what is. What is everybody? The Holy Scriptures tells us what is right, right? It's profitable for doctrine. Doctrine means teaching. What do we want to teach? The truth. So when we open the scriptures, it teaches us what is. What's the next word? Reproof. So that teaches us, the Bible, the Holy Scriptures teaches us what's wrong. It's what's wrong. It's profitable. It teaches us what is right. And it teaches us what is wrong. How do I know I don't need to be having sex out of marriage? Because the Holy Scripture told me that's wrong. How do I know that I don't need to steal your car? Because the Holy Scriptures tells me that is. How, how do I know that I'm not supposed to worship anything but the one true and holy God? Because the Holy Scriptures tells me what is. Get it right. It's wrong. Get it right. That it's wrong. Amen. Miss Diane is so confused this evening. 
See, this is not complicated, is it? We have a book. We have a book that tells us what's right and tells us what's wrong. Doctrine, reproof. What's the next phrase? The correction. All right. How to get right. So if I'm shacking up, the Bible says that's wrong. So then I turn around, make things right with God and say, honey, will you marry me? Because the Bible says I don't need to be having sex out of wedlock. Y'all with me? If I steal, then I need to give it back. What's the Bible do? It tells me what's right. It tells me what's wrong. It tells me how to get right. If I'm out of the will of God, it tells me how to get right. If I'm lost, it tells me how to get saved. If I'm wrong, it tells me how to get right. Are y'all with me? This is great. Doctrine, what's right? Reproof, what's wrong? Instruction in, that's the last one, right? You see, it tells me what's right. It tells me what's wrong. It tells me how to get right. Watch this. It tells me how to stay right. I'm, I don't know about y'all, but this book's pretty profitable. Y'all with me? That's why Paul tells Timothy, we, don't, we ain't got there yet, but we're going to get there next week. He's going to say, preach the word. Why? It's profitable. Teach it. It's profitable. Read it. It's profitable. It'll teach you what's right. It'll teach you what's wrong. It'll teach you how to get right. And it'll teach you how to stay right. And all God's people say it. Listen, it's profitable. Lastly, man, we're going to be so early. The provision. Yeah, we ain't over. Yeah, we better shut up. Amen. Provision of the scriptures. B, the profit of the scriptures. C, the purpose of the scriptures. The purpose of the scriptures. Look what it says. Verse 17. God gave us this great book. God gave us the holy scriptures. Verse 17. Let's all read it together. That the. Now you can put in there. He said man of God because he's talking to Timothy. But you can put woman of God in there too. Okay? You can put the word Christian there. Let's, let's use the word disciple because that's what we're all trying to be, right? We want to be disciples making disciples. We're trying to make disciples out of everybody. So let's just say this. The word of God is profitable to us. It tells us what's right. It tells us what's wrong. It tells us how to get right. It tells us how to stay right. Why? Why is that so necessary? So every disciple can have all that they need to do all that God's called them to do. Watch this. Watch this. Do you realize as long as you have a Bible, you can do anything God's called you to do? Anything. Missionary work, evangelism, Sunday school teaching, Church building, disciple making. Well, preacher, I need to go to seminary. No, you don't. Not according to this. Now, I'm not, I'm not against that. I'm not against any kind of 
extra training and extra t- I'm not a, I'm not against anything but if you're waiting on that to do something don't all you need is a bible all you need is the scriptures 11 actually 12 when they added the other one ignorant and unlearned men turn the world upside down And the only thing they had was the Holy Scriptures. You know why? That we can have confidence in that? Because he says you got all you need. You don't need a platform. You don't need a church building. You don't need a steeple. You don't need a 1,700-seat auditorium. You can have a body shop. With some Bibles and some Hootum Julios, <laughs> who's willing to just take it and read it and apply it. No sermon outlines. I spoil y'all. Just open the Bible. Read it. Well, I don't get nothing. Well, read it again. I still didn't get nothing. Read it again slower. I don't understand it. Get a dictionary. I'm not being smart either. I'm I'm being straight up. I hear so many people. I just don't. No, no. You've got to understand something. This is not the Wall Street Journal. This is not the Wall Street. You're not going to read this like you read Reader's Digest. This is spiritually discerned. You can't haphazardly approach God. You've got to come and say, God, open my mind. God, show me what you want me to know. Those that find, those that find, according to Scripture, they were, say it again. Louder? Seeking. If you find something, you were. Too many of us want to stumble across it. Amen. You know who will never see? Those that will never look. Amen. Listen, we have an awesome, awesome treasure. It's profitable. It'll tell you what's right. It'll tell you what's wrong. It'll tell you how to get right. It'll tell you how to stay right. It'll give you everything you need to do whatever God's called you to do. And all God's people say it.